Hi, my name is Scott, and this is... Hi, I'm Carol. And this is our very first episode one of our This Is You podcast. Super excited to bring it to you guys. We are recording it with a video camera, and we're recording it to just make it as a podcast, but we will post it on YouTube if you want to see what we look like. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know they want to see me, but hmm, I don't know about you. I've got a disguise. Uh, okay. I, I, I look a lot like Brad Pitt online. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so Carol and I just want to tell you a little bit about ourselves so you can get some perspective on where we're coming from. Carol, would you like to start off telling us about yourself? Okay, so I was born in New Zealand. I grew up in South Bend, Indiana, and I have a mechanical engineering degree. Always wanted to be in fashion. My conservative Chinese parents wouldn't let me, and so I decided to go into engineering. After university, I went to Beijing, China, and I taught technical writing to engineering students. And after that, I came back to the U.S. and got offered a job as a knee and hip designer, but that was in South Bend, Indiana, seven miles from my house, and so I really wanted to get away, stay away from my family. So anyway, I don't think they'll want to hear this, but you know. It's the truth. This could go on way too long, you know? So do the like, Reader's Digest version Reader's of it. Digest. Okay, so... Highlights. Highlights. How did you become so interested in food? Okay, well, my mom taught Chinese cooking when I was growing up. She taught to Indiana University South Bend students at their continuing education program. So every Tuesday, I loved it because we would get to go to Burger Chef for dinner down the street. That was the only kind of fast food we had when I was growing up. And then my mom taught a lot of cooking and she would also cater a lot of dinners because my father was the mathematics dean uh, several times when I was growing up and we would have dinner parties with maybe 20 people. My mom would be cooking and I would help her. You know, food just was kind of something that wasn't that top of mind all through when I was in college and when I lived in Boston working for IBM in sales. And finally, after about 40 years, I realized I'm really into food. I really enjoy going to restaurants. I really enjoy looking at recipes, making new things, challenges, challenging myself. Also, my daughter, Dara, we have two daughters. Elena is older. She's 25. And Dara, who is 18 now. 18? What? I know. Can you believe that? How did that happen? I know. That happens so fast. Anyway, she's uh, really into cooking. She was on the first season of MasterChef Junior. Should we tell them now or should we wait till later? Well, we'll just uh, preface that for now and then okay. we'll come back to that. All right. So she was on MasterChef Junior. So my life has in the last six years really merged into food. So now I am the culinary manager at the Williams and Sonoma flagship store in Beverly Hills. We are the largest store in the Los Angeles area. I have the fun, super fun job of finding chefs and Instagrammers and bloggers to come into our cooktop and do a pop-up or takeover. We've got uh, people that are showing cookies. We've got chefs that are doing elaborate bouche de noels. We've got uh, wine tastings. We've got MasterChef Junior kids coming in. And we've got lots of fun things happening all the time. 
So anyway, I finally found my passion with my job as culinary manager at Williams-Sonoma. So that's a little bit about me. So how about you, Scott? You've got a really varied background. Tell me about yourself. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, and I grew up in the comedy acting world of Toronto. I was in a uh, the original version of the Kids in the Hall comedy sketch group. Really, eh? Yeah, good one, eh? Anyway, so I always wanted to live in Southern California. I went to acting school down here. So I eventually made my way down here, worked a lot in restaurants, didn't really have an affinity for food other than putting it down on the table and going, enjoy. Would you like another glass of wine with that? Can I fill up your Diet Coke? Just mainly that. Then I came into the world of you with Carol and Dara and Elena, and they've really had a passion for cooking all through my whole experience with these guys. Carol and I started talking a year ago, and we decided, yeah, let's do a food blog. I could just always see how Carol would light up when it came time to talk about food. So we just decided to put together a food blog, and you can find it at this is you.com. You is spelled Y-U. It's Carol's last name. Yeah, so that's basically how we came to the world of food, both of us. We'd like to tell you a little bit about our podcast, like what the idea behind the podcast is. Is that not right, Carol? It's true. It's exactly true. You know, I wanted to have a podcast because basically we have this new business, this is you.com. We really want to spread the word about our amazing products. Also talk a lot about food with other chefs and people that I've met. We'd love to interview chefs from Top Chef, from Master Chef. I think Scott has a lot of ideas too. Well, one of the key components for me in life in general is to inspire people, is to help them find their passion on what excites them, whether it's food, whether it's reading a book, whether it's writing a book, whether it's becoming a ventriloquist, um, doing stand-up, whatever. I get really excited. That's kind of been my bend in my growing up, my sort of transformation of myself into where I am now through some hardships in my past. It's a journey, but part of this for me specifically is to bring an element of inspiration to you guys. Basically through our journey, see the struggles and then overcoming the situations and in turn inspire you because we're just a couple of regular Joes and Joettes. Joannes, <laughs> Joes, Joes and Joannes. Jonies. Jonies. <laughs> now that's where I recognize you from. Happy days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, me, Chuck. And Joni here inspiring the world. That's my main focus with this, whether it's building a website from scratch, whether it's getting a podcast going, showing you the equipment and explaining to you the difficulties that we go through. To me, it's basically it's just overcoming situations. So you're presented with a situation and how do you work through that situation? Eventually, if you keep doing that, I've always found the people that succeed are not necessarily the smartest, the brightest, the best at doing what they're doing. It's the people that are persistent, the people that just keep going. Right. And they, hardworking, right? And hardworking, yeah. But you don't necessarily have to work stupid either. I mean, hardworking is a key element to it, but it's also working smart, knowing what to work on and having your your goals in alignment with who you are and how you want to work through life rather than just running around with like a chicken with its head cut off. But that um, that kind of is the main component for me is the, the inspirational aspect of it. In, in a way too, because this is our first podcast, it is a, a, a discussion 
discovery. I mean, we, we've had many conversations about it. We've written down ideas, but there is always an evolution. If you get a box set of The Sopranos TV show, you watch the first pilot episode, you watch the last episode. It's a huge transformation and we're open to that. We're open to the idea of taking input from you guys and having it affect exactly. us yeah. and help us change and evolve too. So it's, it's kind of like a community that we're putting together here. It's important for us to listen to you guys and get feedback. So we know that what we're doing is actually making a change with you or helping you in some, some fashion. You know, I think the thing is that once people find out more about our backgrounds, then they'll be able to ask us questions because we do have really varied backgrounds. Um, Scott has a lot of experience with tech work, computers, putting together websites, putting together podcasts, doing videos, um, food videos, and also other type of vlogs. Uh, for the internet, for YouTube. Yeah, actually, just let me interject with that because Dara, as we said earlier, was on MasterChef Junior. She was the runner-up on that show and we saw that there was a lot of energy around that and we wanted to help her the best we could and the way we decided to come up with something was to put together a YouTube show. So I transformed our kitchen into a little movie set and we ended up shooting like 17 episodes of Dara the Bow Girl. It was actually quite successful. At that time, I mean, the show was being rolled out. They shoot it in a lot Los Angeles, but it was rolled out all over the world, Italy, Indonesia. Anyway, so she built up a bunch of followers from there. And that in turn led to a connection with DreamWorks TV. And from there, they signed her onto her own show, got picked up and she shot a bunch of episodes there. I just was trying to point out that you have a lot of different varied backgrounds. And right, that right. if people are going to be asking us questions, as they get to know us more, you know, Scott's a really great photographer. So he knows all about the technical stuff. So if you have questions about photography, podcasting, doing food videos, doing regular videos, shooting... Editing software, all that kind of editing, practical music. stuff. music. Be happy to answer any of that stuff yeah. for you guys. And I have a lot of experience with food, um, food techniques, um, coming up with menu ideas, recipes... As you, our listeners, get to know us, you'll know more of the areas that we have information about and some experience, and you'll be able to ask questions. And we're totally about that because that's really what we want to do is we want to help inspire. We want to be able to answer questions and help people with what they want to do in their future. So that brings us to our next talking point. And we want to go over the website a little bit with you guys, just to give you some sort of background and what we have going on the website. Obviously, just go to thisisyou.com. You can check out, see what we have going on there. But we'll just go over it just real quickly here. It's a little difficult when you're listening to it on a, on a podcast, but we do have it. We will have it up on the video and you can, you can check that out too. But basically the idea is we have this main page. Carol mentioned earlier, we have these photogram surfaces and what we discovered in our journey was we were trying to, as a, as a photographer, you're always trying to come up with the perfect background. And generally what happens is you go to Home Depot or Lowe's and you spend a whole bunch of time on money, paint and plaster and wood. And you try and put these backgrounds together, but you can't mix the right colors and it just doesn't turn out right. And they're super heavy and it was hard to move them around and maneuver them and exactly. storage space and, and all that. And they chip and crack as they get older. So then we thought, hmm, what about putting a um, photograph of a surface, whether it's a marble background or a piece of wood or a brick wall or something 
print it on a, a thin substrate, the flexible waterproof substrate. So we ended up doing that and we've got, um, we've got our business now and it's, um, it's going along really well. We've got approximately, uh, no, we actually do, we have 54 different surfaces. That kind of enters you into the website so you can get to see what's going on. We sell the surfaces 24 by 36. We print on the front and on the back. So on the website, we've got a little scroll bar there. And you can just um, scroll along to see what, uh, what surfaces match on the front and what surfaces are on the back. And then below that, we shot a bunch of images on the surfaces because it's very difficult to see in a practical sense how these work. So we did some product shots and we just did, you know, images. Carol cooked up some awesome stuff and just went over and shot a whole bunch of these, uh, these surfaces on here in different capacities. And uh, it works out really well. It's very simple to see if, uh, if this is something that connects with you. Um, down a little bit farther, there's Carol talking about the walkthrough process. And then we also have our blog. What we've got posted on there, um, just quickly, I guess the last couple posts were um, talking about Dara's audition process on MasterChef Junior. Then we've got 10 exciting food trends for 2020. Then I've got food photography tricks, which I take you on a, a whole shoot with a company that I've worked with, Gindo's Spice of Life Sauces. They're an award-winning spice company. They make different types of spices, uh, liquid spices right now in the bottle. And they're really good. And so they sent me a new smaller version of their product and they wanted shots of that. So I just take you through on that. There's also another thing about MasterChef Junior. Then I have a, um, a review um, on... Of these? Yeah, of the... Microphones the, that we're yeah, using. Yeah, exactly. These are pod mics, Rode pod mics. They're really great. Rode is an Australian company. They've been around forever. And um, these are a really solid mic that'll last forever. And they're only 100 bucks each. There are more expensive what? mics. I didn't know they were only that much. Yeah. We're always arguing about money. You'll know that what? after a while. Yeah. Because I'm always like getting mad at him for spending money. And he's good at being able to figure out how to what to sell so he can buy new things. Or hide things so she doesn't oh, know I bought it. What? I think I had these pod what? mics for about two months before she knew I had them. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, I'm just trying to think what else do we the have The clients. We've got clients on there because we've shot for Hershey's Chocolate. Yeah. We have shot for Girls Life Magazine. Umami burger. Umami burger, 800 degrees yeah. pizza. So you can see there's this whole section there. Um, we also do videos for food bloggers. So we will do some top down videos of different types of food, uh, the food process, you know, what people call hands and pans videos. What else do we have on the website? We've got. We can do uh, product shots. We can do. There's some cool shots on there that I did. Oh, yeah, headshots and portraits. Yeah that they use for Umami Burger, and then just a link to our Instagram account. And if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, we'd sure love to hear from you. Come by, we're at... This is you official. Oh, this is you official. So that basically shows us the whole of the website here. We just wanted to kind of connect with you guys with the website. There's a lot of information on there, and you know we'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Just shoot us an email. I'm... And you're, you're going to be working more on photography too, right? With presets and things? What happens, we found, is people, they get their cameras, they get their lights, they're all excited. They take the photo and it's like, now what? What I'm doing is I'm putting together some Lightroom presets. I'm going to be selling those on the website. And they're just basically presets that I use in my everyday travels to get uh, great photos. What's your experience with photography? Why should we look at your presets? Oh, you shouldn't. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just telling you to buy them. <laughs>
Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't at all. You should go somewhere else as quick as possible. I've done a lot of photos. Presets save you a bunch of time. You're basically paying for my eye and what I think looks good. You can go to the website and see the photos. And if they're connecting with you, then you'll definitely connect with the presets. That's something that I'm working on now. So that should be coming out relatively soon. I think the next thing we want to talk about is the uh, persimmon bread. Persimmon bread. Mm, persimmon mm. bread. Okay, I'll tell you. So, Actually, just let me give them a little bit of background. So okay. where we are right now is we're in our studio here. Front of the house is just right there. And we're in the back of the lot and we're in a studio. We've got a big, wide um, glass wall here. A lot of light comes in. This is the table we actually shoot on. I'm just trying to uh, have an awareness of people listening to this. The point is there's a lot of nice natural light coming in here. And then if not at night or a little later in the afternoon, we augment it with some LED light. Just over behind us uh, is a persimmon tree. Exactly. That is at least probably about 50 years old. This house that we live in is vintage 1923 Spanish bungalow, which is really typical for Los Angeles. See, And when we moved into this house, well, when I moved into this house in 1993, there were a bunch of fruit trees on this lot. There was a giant lemon tree, there was a lime tree, and there were five fig trees, and then this giant persimmon tree. Over the years, we had to take the lemon tree down because it actually was cracking through the plumbing pipes to the back to the city. And so we took that lemon tree down. Um, the lime tree kind of died off too. And so we were left with five fig trees and a persimmon tree. Then what happened is we built this beautiful studio and we had to actually tear down four, pers sorry, four fig trees for that. So now we've got left a beautiful fig tree and a gorgeous persimmon tree, which now is so high that we have to get the 12 foot ladder to climb up and pick the fruit. But this fruit is gorgeous. It's succulent. It's bright. It's an amazing, almost fluorescent orange color. Well, aren't and there every different years, types of persimmons? Well, yeah, that's true. So we have a hachia tree. H-A-C-H-I-Y-A. <laughs> hachia. The other kind of persimmon trees are fuyu. F-U. Yeah, no, fuyu. No, fuyu. Fuyu. F-U. <laughs> F-U-Y-U. So the Fuyu looks like a tennis ball that you've pushed down. And it has that kind of squat bulbed out the side with flat top and bottom. It's also a harder fruit that's like an apple. When you cut it, it actually is very crispy. Right. And it also has on your tongue, it has more of a, um, it, it sort of cakes on your tongue more, right? That's the hachia. So ah, the fuyu is really sweet. It just tastes, basically, you can eat it right off the tree. Mm. The hachia, which we have, are larger. There's, some of them can be up to maybe four or five inches um, diameter. Like a softball size. They are not quite a softball size, but bigger than a... That, okay, yeah. You want to argue about it? Huh, okay. See what I have to go through uh, day yeah. in, day out. Yeah. Well, if you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> so anyway, these hachia persimmons are gorgeous. They've got these bright orange color. They start out on the tree extremely hard. Um, kind of like an avocado. They feel really hard like an avocado. And as they ripen, you want them to be super soft, like a really ripe tomato. And the skin becomes thinner and also the flesh becomes more translucent. You don't eat these hachias when they're on the tree and when they're hard because there's a real astringency. You would put it in your mouth and it would taste 
just, you'd really want to spit it out. But when they become super soft, like a tomato, then you actually can grind the pulp and use it. And they're super sweet. And they taste almost like, um, like a fruit has been mixed with honey. It has that much of a sweetness to it. And you can use the persimmon pulp. And I only just figured this out maybe a couple years ago. So we always had these persimmons that the squirrels and the raccoons in our backyard would just go crazy in the fall and the winter. And we have this giant raccoon that's probably about, I don't know, 30 pounds. And he walks around. Yeah, it's around. like over 10 feet tall. It's huge. <laughs> he's huge. I mean, he scares me when I come out. We actually we actually have a bedroom outside, which is really weird. We come out of our bedroom sometimes in the middle of the night, and there is a giant raccoon sitting there with a persimmon in its paws. And the thing is with these raccoons is they're urban raccoons. So they're like, they just look at you and go, yo, what are you looking at? You stop looking at me. I'm just eating the persimmon. Go on, get out of my face. We have a lot of fun when, uh, when my... My older daughter, Elena, was probably a teenager. She and her dad, George, who my late husband, um, used to go and have persimmon picking parties in the fall. They would fill up maybe five or six Trader Joe grocery shopping bags. You can tell where we live because there's a Trader Joe's market here. We would just give them away. We never actually made anything out of the persimmons. But in the last few years, Elena has really gotten into cooking. As we said, we're all a cooking family. And she now makes dried persimmons. They really become very sweet and they become like dried dates. And so she makes those. And then I have found out well, she actually introduced me to this recipe. It is a persimmon bread, and it's actually a James Beard recipe that we found on a David Leibowitz website. So if you know David Leibowitz, he's a food writer. He has a lot of cookbooks. Um, taking something from James Beard, of course, any James Beard recipe is going to be something that is delicious and tasteworthy. In the last few months, I've been grinding out persimmon bread like no ends, like there's no end of persimmons. So we've probably had maybe about five or six in the last few months. And the recipe is fantastic. And so I will definitely make a blog post about that and put it on our blogs, which you can go to at thisisyou.com. You'll make the bread, you'll share it. People will think that you're the most amazing chef. You know, if you don't have persimmons, because a lot of people in the country do not have access to that gorgeous fruit. You could really make it with bananas. You could just turn it into a banana bread. You could make it with zucchinis. Could probably, I've never tried it, but I would say even if you wanted to do it with like a pumpkin butter, that would be something that would taste really good. Okay. So I got to clear this up because it's driving me crazy. What? I'm seeing persimmon and you're saying persimmon. Persimmon. So I'm putting emphasis on the second persimmon syllable, and you're putting it on the first syllable. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to go to the go to Google Translate or mm, Google whatever to figure out your, what it is. Uh, see what I have to go through day in, day out. Maybe you guys can let us know in the comments down below. How do you pronounce persimmon? How do you persimmon? So if you persimmon, pronounce it the Canadian way, it would be persimmon and if you go the US Carol way, way it's persimmon so let us know down below in the comments what you guys think it is or the way you heard your grandmother pronounce it
I think we are um, getting really close to the end here. Basically, we wanted to tell you guys about what we have coming down the pipe. As we said earlier, we're going to be doing a show on our whole MasterChef Junior experience with Dara. It's really exciting. There was a lot of really interesting events that happened. And uh, since it was the very first season, we, we felt, and even looking back on it now, even though they had the regular MasterChef, it seemed like MasterChef Junior, they didn't quite know what they were doing. There was a no. lot of stuff that was a little bit up in the air and timing and, and that kind of thing. So it they, they've obviously got it worked out over multiple seasons, I should say. But it's been well, re- it's been really interesting for, for us looking back and seeing how things evolve. Well, they didn't even know what the name of it was. At first, when they were auditioning, it was called Junior MasterChef. So they were kind of under a uh, conundrum, which we are having too, which we don't really know what exactly we want to call this podcast. So what do you think? What are some ideas that you have? Well, the ideas that I had was that we came up with the idea for the name. We just didn't have a slogan. So I thought we were going to call it, this is you. And okay. then we just had to come up with a slogan. This is you helping, da, 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 helping like to that. inspire. Yeah. Something to that effect. Helping to inspire, to find your passion, to live your life, to reach your goals. How about that? Is that yeah, a good, good slogan? That's a good short slogan. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, and then for Christmas, Carol loves, loves, loves watching all the cooking shows and she learns a lot from that. I'm thinking to myself, mm, what am I going to get her? Well, I thought maybe you guys know there's a series called Masterclass. They do have chefs on there. They have DJs. They have writers. They have comedians. They have everything. It's a subscription base. You sign up for it. Tell us who's on there. Uh, some of the culinary people yeah. are Thomas Keller, who is one of the Michelin starred restaurants in the United States one of the few. Uh, also, there is Dominique Anzel, who, by the way, Dara worked for yep. for about a year. And there are many other chefs on there. I'm also interested in fashion. I actually used to have a fashion company. Anna Wintour is on there. There is Judd Apatow. There are a lot of different people where you can really learn a lot of different things. Isn't Mar- Isn't uh, Steve Martin Steve on, there? on there? But I'm really excited because they have Bobby Brown. So I'm going to learn all about makeup, yeah, doing I think my own makeup. I been trying to teach you how to do that perfect eyeliner you know I, I, I get wobbly and it just goes crazy. Carol's going to be doing some reviews of the classes once she goes through them and, and basically helping you guys understand, is it worth taking it? Because you can learn a lot from those online series and there are a lot of different people putting out information, but it's like, do I spend the money on this? So she's going to let you know if it's worth the spend. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone can always pick up a recipe book. You can always get a cookbook. You can go online and you can also nowadays go onto YouTube and follow people on YouTube. There are so many Instagrammers, so many YouTubers that are that do all of these hands and pans videos but these are people that have picked it up in different ways and I really want to learn from the top I want to learn from the people who really understand what it takes to do something correctly how to do something the right way and I know a lot of people have good experiences just learning by themselves but you know I'm the kind of person that when I was growing up I loved going to 4-H which was during the summertime I would go and learn how yeah. to <laughs> I didn't I wasn't there in terms of like raising I a cow a chicken or a pig not even a chicken like a like a steer anyway so I wasn't on 4-H for that side I was in it for cooking and sewing. I really enjoyed learning about how to follow instructions. So I am a little bit uh, OCD about that. I really like to follow recipes to the T. I like to sew, follow the instructions to the T. I'm just laughing because you don't like to follow my instructions whatsoever. Well, no, of course not, because those aren't like, you know, as I said, you have to have someone with experience.
experience that uh, understands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I'm really excited about Masterclass. Like Masterclass, that was the perfect gift for me for Christmas. And and what did I get you? I got you something techie, which you love. I got a lump of coal. That's but not it's techie. A nice- big lump of coal and it has a speaker in it that connects to my iPod. So she got me a lump of coal with a speaker in it. No, she got me the Apple TV 4K. So I'm super excited about that. Got that all hooked up to the TV last night and we are going to be watching more movies on there. But anyway, that brings us to the end of our first episode of our podcast. And uh, we are super happy to have you guys along for the ride. Please like and subscribe to anything you can about us. Come visit us at thisisyou.com and also over on Instagram. We are at thisisyouofficial, which is T-H-I-S-I-S-Y-U and then official, O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. And you can always contact us, go on to our website and you can find us and send us an email. Or if you're on this podcast, you can always make a comment. We have talked about so many different things. Let us know what interests you. Is it MasterChef? Is it photography? Is it podcasts? Is it building websites? Let us know. Yep recipes, techniques, how to do food videos, how to take photos for restaurants of products. We've got all that experience. So we'd love to help everyone. So from Carol and And myself here in beautiful, sunny Southern California, we are in Culver City, just down the road from Sony Studios, where they did The Wizard of Oz. At that point, it was MGM Studios. We are signing off. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you. And listening. We need a tagline. Yeah, we do. (laughs) 